Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone. Welcome to Kirsty and Bryony's comfort zone. Welcome, welcome. I am Kirsty. I am Bryony. Oh, we go. <gasps> Another introduction. We nailed. did it. Nailed it. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, well, how are you today? I'm. I'm all right. I'm pretty good. I haven't been dreaming very much, and when I have been dreaming, they've not been very pleasant. So <laughs> that's okay. I have had three dreams that. I genuinely just cannot really remember what they mm-hmm. are to the point where when I went to send them to you earlier, I looked at them and I was like, I didn't record three. What, what is this on my phone? <laughs> I was like, what I listened this? back to one. I was like, no, that's me. That's me. <laughs> Someone else has been stealing your phone and recording their dreams. <laughs> They're like, I really want you to analyze them, but I'm too shy. So <laughs> <laughs> if you could just read them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You're you're the the savior today. It's another brainy episode because Kirsty's brain just will not provide any dreams. See, I've had quite a few like what what are referred to as unrecordable dreams. Mm, Whether yeah, they've me too. been like just bad, but um, Brainy's dreams have been too sexy. Just sexy, sexy dreams. Really sexy dreams. Yeah, and. Haunting as well. <laughs> Hauntingly sexy. <laughs> That's what it says on my CV. <laughs> That's another one for the Twitter bio. Yeah. <laughs> but what I have done to... Well, because what I thought was making up for a lack of dreams that it turned out that I did have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the way that like uh, when... I, like, I don't know about you, but because I so ever since doing this podcast, I've just become more aware of dreams in general. Like mm-hmm. I've been more aware of my dreams. People have started talking to me about their dreams a lot more, but also just dreams in um, literature, not to sound too literature. fancy, books, books. in books. <laughs> so I've, I've, uh, I've been reading a few books recently and I have pinpointed paragraphs to do with dreams that I thought oh I God, would read amazing. out. So I'm I'm that person now. You but are. not only that, so I've got two uh, passages from books that I've read. But also, I rented a book from the library called The Complete Idiot's Guide to Interpreting Your Dreams. And I fully got this book expecting to be like, <laughs> yeah, look at the look at the <laughs> book that, oh, it thinks this, that, and the other. You know, I was, I was fully prepared to be quite cynical about it. And then I started mm-hmm. to read it and I was like, oh no, it's actually proper interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I've highlighted some bits from that as well. I've used um, sticky notes. I've not got that far nice. into it, but... 
there's just a few things I thought I could bring to the table with it. So yeah, um, I'm interested to see what's in the idiot's guide because I remember you saying when you uh, when you when you got it, and yeah, I want to I want to know. I'm an idiot. I'd love to know what's in that book. <laughs> Hang on, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I find it interesting. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> one of the bits I will read out first of all, just to just to get this one out the way, mm-hmm. is um. Oh, let me find it. So here's a question. What would you say features quite a lot in my dreams? In your dreams? Yeah. Animals and wrestling. So it's interesting you say that because here's a paragraph from the Idiot's Guide to Interpreting Your Dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps there are many animals in your dreams. Animals are especially prevalent in children's dreams. Some researchers have suggested that a high percentage of animals in our adult dreams is a leftover tie to our primitive cave-dwelling past and expresses some of the basic concerns about our survival. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading that and I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. So it turns out I'm I'm still a bit of a cave dweller. And that's why my (laughs) dreams are about animals and probably wrestling as well. You know, that's quite, quite primitive. (laughs) Oh, there's nothing about school in there, is there? (laughs) I've not come across anything to do with school. But um, the things I found mostly interesting were, okay, so there's this bit right at the beginning trying very hard not to turn the book too close to the mic um and it's basically i'll sort of summarize it but it says during the middle ages dreams threaten people as possible messages from satan and rather than get caught red-handed entertaining the devil after hours most dreamers kept their dreams to themselves and i was thinking okay like I fully appreciate that there weren't podcasts in the middle ages (laughs) but if there were we wouldn't be able to do this one because what if it was seen as witchcraft? Yeah, oh, I, mean, I mean, a podcast itself we, probably would be seen as witchcraft. Yeah, we wouldn't have to do much to be branded as witches, I don't think. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but there's stuff in the book about how, like, um, you know, dreams were seen as, like, uh, you know, messages or mm-hmm. prophecies and about how um, sometimes it was seen as, like... Uh, there's this bit that says ancient beliefs ancients believed the closer you were to a deity the easier to catch the dream scent so sleeping in the temple was the surest way to produce a divine dream so basically i'm gonna start sleeping in luchasaurus's garden and maybe (laughs) maybe you'll show up yeah that's that's such a self-fulfilling prophecy though if you go out of your way to go to sleep in a temple of course you're gonna dream about like god and stuff you're like i have i'm going to sleep in my temple i i hope i have a dream about a deity of course you're gonna (laughs) dream about one (laughs) there is so much of this stuff that's like um like i think it was in egyptian times i was reading about how people would basically be like like the gods would choose their their chosen dreamers to talk through and Mm -hmm. i was thinking like so that people would do these like rituals to try and get dreams through and i was thinking it's probably that you're just like thinking about it so much and doing all of this stuff like a bedtime ritual that you are then dreaming about it yeah exactly but then again maybe you're luchasaurus's chosen dreamer maybe maybe Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) but i just like like one of the things that made me laugh in the book was um 
it asked this really big question of like, when did dreams begin? How did we evolve to have these dreams? I can't answer that question, but here's another question. I was like, oh, I was sort of hoping you were going <laughs> to oh, <okay>. actually <laughs> tell me. <laughs> I, I don't actually know. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, how's your day? <laughs> Sounds like a podcast. What does this dream mean? <laughs> I don't know. What did you dream about? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, I mean, I then tried to look through, there's this book called, oh, it's translated as the Hammer of Witches, but it's Ooh. like an old, oh, it's it's like the Malleus Maleficence or something, the, the original title is, but I can't think what it is. Um, but it's basically like a guide to uh, catching witches and, the, and witch trials and stuff. And mm-hmm. I did try to have a look through that because Alex has a copy to see if there were any trials because of someone having like dreams or and oh, that being that's seen such as a good idea but it didn't have an index and i didn't oh. have that much patience so <laughs> i have nothing to bring much like the answer Did, to that question have i have a... nothing to bring to the table <laughs> have you had a little google or anything which i is... did but it just kept on telling me about this book called hammer of witches she dreams of fire or something like that and i was like oh well that's not what i want <laughs> yeah huh. but I do wonder because imagine there being a time like so picture picture you know ye oldie Kastethi uh, or whatever mm-hmm. the ancient version of your name is and um, you know she's sat there in her hovel mm-hmm. the floor's made of mud the walls are covered in mud oh, um, perfect. no shoes mm-hmm. you're wearing a potato sack and you've Beautiful. just woken up <laughs> And you've had a dream where, like, I don't know, like Satan's popped up and just been like, "Hey, how's What's it up, going? Satan? Do you tell anyone? Would you keep it to yourself?" Um, probably not. If I knew <laughs> that people were getting burned at the stake for chatting with Satan, probably not. No. What if you had I'm... a dream where a goat talked to you? Well, <laughs> I was trying to think of something less on the nose, but I guess that's still pretty on the nose. That's still pretty on the nose. I, I feel like I'd probably make life. I'd be like, oh, hey, I had this dream where a goat was like, hey, what's up? And people would probably stare at me and say, you know, that's Satan. You need to be burnt at the stake now, you, you, you witch. Like, oh, You've walked no. into, the, into the hovel bar. And the little like There's peasant stopped, nice. stopped polishing the glass. <laughs> the little peasant <laughs> stopped playing the little peasant piano. Everyone this is just going to be like, my recurring oh. joke now. <laughs> I live in a hovel and wear a potato sack. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone turns around and then and then the barman's just like, so, what did scratch. you say? <laughs> what did you say you dreamt about last night? <laughs> a good joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's just all right. Oh, she be a witch, she do. Oh no, no, no! It's just a goat. You oh. <laughs> did tell me to kill people, but no, it's just, it's just a goat. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that reading that book. I mean, this is more about witchcraft than dreams now. But I did flick through some of it. And oh my gosh, they thought witches were up to all sorts of really bad things. Oh, they did. That's my um I, I love love a summary. witch, me. I, I definitely would have been tried as a witch, honestly. <laughs> like, oh, she's weird. She stays in her house all the time and talks to her cat. Witch! <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. 
Probably just even having a cat. Yeah. Being oh, no. Dear, oh, dear. Dear, oh, dear. All this talk reminds me, have you seen the horror film The Witch? Spelt with two Vs, The Witch. No, but... Oh, that's a very good movie. You should see it. Alex but, really likes it. Yeah, um, it's a good film. And I it's remember a... him going to see it and then coming back and being like... There's a scene with a bunny where the bunny's nose is going really quickly. Would the bunny have been okay? And then he was like, I looked it up and it turns out the bunny was probably just interested in something it could smell or hear. (laughs) I'm glad you checked on the bunny afterwards. Oh, bless. But that's got a go in it, hasn't it? Yeah, it's got Black Phillip in it. Yeah. Black Phillip, the, the Satan goat. Is he the one? Is that the film that has the like live deliciously or something? Is that... Or is that a different film? It might, maybe? Spoilers, but basically in the end, Annie Taylor-Joy, with her whole family dead because of Black Phillip, goes (gasps) into the forest and becomes a witch. (laughs) Oh. And they all get naked and dance around a cauldron. It's great. It's like, hell yeah, I want to be a witch. Yeah. (laughs) It's basically what I did all of lockdown anyway, so... May as well get like-minded people involved. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like the the whole movie's like, oh, witches are bad, witches are bad, and then that ending comes up, and it's like, hell yeah, I could I could get down with that. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> I love the idea of being like a woodland witch, like yeah, but exactly. like a vegan one. I don't like the scenes in films that you get where they're like, you know, grabbing a crow off of a perch and popping it in a potion or something. I'd want to just be yeah. like rubbing moss on my face or something yeah um, yeah i man i just witches are so cool i, lo- I love the whole aesthetic i love the potato sack should we just, should we just leave now and become witches yeah let's do it thanks for listening everyone we can, uh this thanks, is everyone. The, this the end uh bye we're gonna go get naked and dance around a cauldron <laughs> <laughs> oh and tabs could be your familiar as well <gasps> he basically already is this is perfect <laughs> what a baby what, what a, baby. a baby. What a baby. So um on the on a slight tangent but still within the realms of mythology and yeah. that sort of thing. I started reading uh Heroes by Stephen Fry. Okay. And literally the first chapter piqued my interest because it's called Hera's Dream. Ooh. And it's basically like Zeus is waiting at the top of Mount Olympus to have breakfast. And then Hera comes down and he's like, you're never late. And then she says, no, indeed, says Hera. Accept my apologies, but I slept badly and feel unsettled. I had a disturbing dream last night. Most disturbing. Would you like to hear it? And Zeus replies, Absolutely, lies Zeus, who has, in common with all of us, a horror of hearing the details of anyone else's dream. So, basically, I learned from this that Stephen Fry is never going to come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. He's one of those that just doesn't like hearing about dreams. Just doesn't like it. So, (laughs) add him to the list. Zeus. Jeez. And Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Bree. (laughs) And Tom Clark. Bree, yeah. (laughs) They're they're on the list. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're not, not allowed on this podcast. Banned for, banned for life. Banned. Unless they change their minds. Maybe they can be tempted by the naked cauldrons dancing. <laughs> Wait, the cauldrons are naked too. You never said about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for sure. Everything's cauldrons. naked. 
stupid sexy cauldrons. <laughs> I've looked in my little dream book about witches and it's not very nice about them. If you dream oh. about witches, it's saying like that you're thinking about an ugly side of your personality and that's... I, I take offence to that. Honestly. I feel like that's I a very that's like mean. old school stereotypical view of witches though because yeah, I look upon I them quite favourably. I do too. I think they're great. Mm. Ugly, fearful part of self that needs to be changed. Manipulative, controlling. Not seeing your own inner beauty. Oh. I think... That witches are a pretty sort of powerful figure, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's completely the opposite. I, I love witches. I think they're so cool. And, you know, they don't give a, give a shit. They're going to go and live in the swamp covered in moss. They do what they want. They don't have to wear bras. They don't have to wear bras. They're running around with no clothes. And they're, <laughs> and they're just living their life in the swamp with their cat. Oh, it's great. Living the dream. If I could be a witch, I would be a swamp witch. I remember reading a book when I was little called Pong Whiffy. That was about a witch. And that yeah. was like one of my favourite series of books. Were they a smelly witch? I think she was. <laughs> <laughs> and then I used to watch The Worst Witch. There was just a lot of stuff about witches that I saw very... Yeah, they had like a very positive... Like, mm. I wanted that. I wanted... I think she had... I think her familiar was a hamster. Oh. I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, I always thought like, that's what I want to do when I grow up. Yep. I want to be a witch. I still do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Get there one day. We've one right, day. We're already having the dreams, you know, that's, that's part of the training. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and we I've just read. need to count ourselves lucky. We're not living in the middle ages. <laughs> <laughs> we're allowed to talk about these things now. Yep. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have people knocking on the door with with torches and stakes and f pitchforks. Oh no! <laughs> You're coming with us. <laughs> gonna get thrown in the pond. See oh, if we float. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well. Did you want to listen to a dream that I have no memory of? I do. Of? I do. It's time to hear about wrestlers and bunnies. I, I don't think there's actually any wrestlers in this week. What? I know, unless, but then again, like I said, I don't really remember it at all. So there may there may be one of, one might have okay. snuck in. All right, then disguised we'll find as out. a goat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. Okay, here we go. I had this dream that um, I was staying at this university. It was one of those like big fancy universities and I was staying with this um family it was like uh the son and the daughter were both going to the uni I think and the dad was David Bowie but he was like played by him but it wasn't actually him and he was saying about not wanting to go and see this film uh because it was gay and I was just like oh so I I was having breakfast at the time and I stood up and I reached for a croissant and I said well I did my dissertation on gay cinema so I'll be very interested in going to sit and then I like flicked my hair and walked out and um then I went to see uh Jane and she was working on a, um, like, board game. <laughs> I think that's what she was studying. 
She was like, I've made, I've improved Scrabble. Um, but basically, the Scrabble board is like huge, uh, like the size of a table. And there was like these just massive blocks. And she was like, you have to fill it all in. And I was like, this, how are you going to like, some of it's like, like 32 letters long. How are you going to fill it all in? But I didn't want to say. So then I was like, oh, what if you, at the end of your turn, had to put like a blank, uh, uh, like a like a, a piece that blocks out one of the squares. So you're slowly trying to like block each other. Um, and yeah, I don't really remember anything else other than I saw an old friend of mine and I gave them a hug and I was like, I'm not testing positive anymore. I can hug people now. <laughs> Yeah. Bye bye. So there you go. <laughs> that, that little giggle at the end. <laughs> I'm not positive anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I genuinely don't remember what friend it would have been. <laughs> I d- d- that dream was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. David Bowie. I love that you were just sassing David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> I flicked my hair and walked I out. grabbed a croissant and flicked my hair. <laughs> <laughs> what does it say about me that even when I'm like, but clearly you've said something very horrible and I'm going to leave your house and tell you I disapprove, but I will still accept a free breakfast. Thank you. <laughs> take the croissant and leave. <laughs> <laughs> you probably like leave then walk back in and just grab it slowly or grab the whole plate <laughs> good day sir you do not deserve croissant <laughs> I did my dissertation on gay cinema <laughs> oh my gosh that is fantastic and yet, like, the, I remember the Scrabble board now. It was the size of a pool table. Oh, my God. And the middle section was clear. Like, you didn't have to put anything down there, but all the outside, yeah, you had to fill in. And it was like, like, imagine Scrabble, but if you had to fill the entire board. Oh, it, my God. Like, I was just thinking, this doesn't work. There's not enough, there's just not enough words that would fit <laughs> this. This makes no sense. So I instead Wait, so- invented competitive Scrabble. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> was it was it like had the blocks with the letters on been scaled up or was it were they still tiny? No, they were still the same size as normal Scrabble. Oh my god! <laughs> this is what these kids are studying at university these days: board games, yeah. big Scrabble Giant board games, big big Scrabble. <laughs> I've improved Scrabble. I've made it ten times bigger. <laughs> Imagine words, but more. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> And you have to fill the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was very... It was strange. I can't think of any meaning from it whatsoever. No, me neither. I just love it. It's just like a really uh, happy, floaty, like... Well, I disagree with you, but I'm going to go about my day. And then you go off with your croissant and then you see your friend. (laughs) Give them a hug. I mean, I am testing negative now. So that's just a very, um, that's just an on the nose thing, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) 
it really feels like one of those dreams that you have when you're sort of just about to wake up where it's just lots of random stuff that just keeps shooting around in your head right yeah <laughs> yeah just uh, uh just the rest get the rest out now just just everything <laughs> throw everything at her right now croissant <laughs> breakfast hungry david bowie <laughs> It's just such an odd choice for David Bowie as well because he was famously very accepting and yeah. open of people. So why? But he was. It was like you know the typical like um like smoking jacket, reading a newspaper at the breakfast table type posh dad. He was playing yeah. like that sort of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was David Bowie, but he was in in a role. Yeah. He's acting. <laughs> Can you think of anything that made you think of David Bowie? Like, have you seen anything or listened to his music or? No, he's just come out the blue. He's just there. Yeah, he's just always there in my mind. He's always there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, he's taken the place of the wrestlers this week. Yeah. (laughs) But no, honestly, I can't think of any meaning for those. I, I think like they're just, maybe you're just thinking about people. Maybe you were hungry and just. And you were like, I'm not not positive anymore. I and that's did good. watch before going to bed at some point last week. I did watch a Vine compilation, so that's probably where the croissant came from. <laughs> <laughs> Star, we're gonna drop my croissant. <laughs> it's probably that simple. Oh my god! And maybe there was like a David Bowie song in there. Maybe someone that's was so playing funny. a board game or something. I don't know. It's probably just. This is what I mean. Like when people say, "What does my dream mean?" It's like. Fine compilation, it had a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> it, it means that you were looking at Vine before you went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, in my uh, professional opinion. <laughs> Wait, should I look up a meaning for a croissant? Oh, yeah, it's probably like a pastry or something. It'll probably just be like food, or breakfast. yeah. Food, breakfast. I, I want to see how wildly different any sort of meaning will be (laughs) oh no what if you what if you find some really deep meaning and i'm like oh my gosh it's true freud said that if you dreamt about croissant (laughs) 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 oh no oh geez okay what do we got vegetables sugar sandwich spices salt meat lollipops frozen food oysters pasta this Hi, feels like my pickles, like winter rice. soldier waking up words now. <laughs> <laughs> pickles! Sugar, pickles, candy floss. I'm here, I'm ready. Who am I fighting? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything for pastries. There's cakes. Um, but other than that, no. So you're an outlier. Oh, breakfast though. <gasps> These may suggest your attitude to a new project. It's Worth recalling how these foods were eaten. So you were eating it while you were sassing David yeah, Bowie? Yeah, I, I, I ate it sassily. <laughs> sassy. Maybe I'm feeling very bold and sassy at the moment. Alternatively, your mind may already be thinking ahead about what to make for breakfast that in the morning. sounds more likely. <laughs> <laughs> because I have literally been thinking, because I go on holiday tomorrow, and for like weeks, all I've been thinking is... Um, Sainsbury's do these bags of vegan pan au chocolat and Ooh. I want to go and I mean that is what I am actually doing after the podcast is recorded oh is going to Sainsbury's and buying those well <laughs> so I it's think probably we just found that. 
the root of the croissant. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I'm not that deep. <laughs> She's just hungry. <laughs> I did realise that when I was looking them up to see if they still did them, um, I went to type in like vegan pan au chocolat, but I didn't type the whole thing. And when I looked, I had just searched vegan pain. <laughs> <laughs> Is, uh, the things I must go through. <laughs> Wait, oh my gosh, that reminds me. There was a time I was on holiday in France. Yeah. And I we were driving down this road and there was a guy with a bread stand by the side of the road and he had just like a written, handwritten cardboard sign that said, pain, French for bread. Pain. But to me, he <laughs> was just a pain. man surrounded by bread holding a sign that said pain. And I was like, this is some... <laughs> art piece or something you're doing just <laughs> it's about life like oh i get it yeah no yeah life that's is so deep fragile like bread <laughs> it crumbles and it goes stale and moldy and, yeah you have to get it while it's fresh seize oh. the seize the bread <laughs> seize the bread <laughs> but then i realized it's just bread. It's just, Sometimes it's bread. bread is just bread. Sometimes the croissant is just the croissant. <laughs> I want the bread guy on a on a t-shirt. <laughs> Life is pa. Life is pa. <laughs> There you go. That's our first lot of merch we can have. Merch! <laughs> Just a loaf of bread that says life is pain. <laughs> I've noticed that my next dream is like really short. Yeah, I wonder what it is. Can you remember anything? I remember that the next two involve nieces and nephews. Okay. But that's all I remember. Well, let's find out. <gasps> okay. Let's do go. it. I had one of those dreams that was all over the place. So I remember I was trying to film something with Jem. And we had a forklift truck in the back of a car. And Tom was driving the car. And every time we turned, the forklift would fall over. And then there was something about... I had a mattress on the floor and uh, one of my friend's friends was carrying something and she bumped into me and I stubbed my little toe and it really hurt. And then I had a baby, but the baby was my niece. But they, uh, I kept calling them by my niece's name, but they hated me. And I was like, oh my gosh, but my niece likes me. Why, why does my own my own baby hate me. Um, like she wouldn't, she didn't want to be anywhere near me. And she kept calling me stinky. Um, and there was a bit about uh, a bit about sleeping on the floor. I think there's something about a fire. I don't, I don't know. It was, it was a mess. It was a mess. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
one thing she kept calling me stinky. she kept calling me stinky one thing i have to apologize for is i got a new phone and the mic has is different to where my old phone is so i think i kept on brushing the mic so it's a bit rustly <laughs> Oh, Russell White. Russell? I actually think I know the meaning of this. <gasps> Do tell. So I think what it is, is mm-hmm. because, um, so I have two bunnies that are my babies. You do. And Bunch. we're going to be trying to bond them with a third bunny. And I think that's what it's about, is that I'm worried that I'm going to get this new baby who is like babies, oh, I know. Yeah. But what if she hates me? I think that I think that is the connection. Aww. Yeah, I can totally see that. She is not going to hate you. I hope not. <laughs> she will not hate you. You've met her already. Yeah. She's feisty. She's like a lot feistier than I thought she would be. So I'm slightly like, oh, is my uh, my baby boy, is he going to be able to deal with um, having two feisty whammon in his life? <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Bless him. He's the boss, though, isn't he? So I think he'll get on it. In title, not in <laughs> anything else. <laughs> he likes to think he's the boss. It's so funny the way that Fion will just steal food literally from his mouth and he won't do anything about it. Aww. But when I first hand him the food, he'll, like, grunt at her and tell her off and be like, it's mine. But then after that, he's just like, well, you can have it. I mean, that's cool. You can, you can have some. I'm done. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's what it is. And I do remember the bit where... I don't remember what friend it was or what friend of a friend it was, but I do remember that they almost walked into me and I went to the side and I stubbed my toe and they kept on being like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was just like, yep. Yeah, I'm fine. But stubbing your toe was horrible. It is. I was not yeah. fine. I was putting on a brave face. Well, honestly, though, getting getting meaningful and deep now, but you put on a brave face all the time. Even when you're stressed, you always do. So you're worrying about getting this new bunny, but you're obviously a little bit anxious about it. And obviously excited too. Yeah. And I bet you're just like, you got to be like all smiley and like, oh, new bunny. But you're like, oh my God, what if they hate me? What if they call me stinky? What if they... (laughs) (laughs) I love that that is what my brain comes up with as being like the worst thing. The worst thing you could do. They called me stinky. (laughs) They called me stinky. I can't believe it. I do just remember it being like this tiny version of my niece because my niece is like 10 now but in the dream it was like back when she was like two when kids do go through that sort of phase of they don't hold back they are mean to you Mm -hmm. but it's not yeah like they're just they're they're just testing the boundaries really and they don't really have developed ways to express themselves so they do just like I remember one time my niece just whacked me on the head and I was like dude (laughs) why (laughs) and she was probably just trying to say like i want to do something else or i'm hungry or i need to poop or something but she didn't have those communicative devices so it was just like i'll smack you and you'll figure it out (laughs) (laughs) that's fair that's one way to do it yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i guess in a way it is like that when you get like a new animal because you don't know how to communicate with like i know my bunnies very well now so i can tell you know usually what they're feeling or what they want but when yeah. you meet a new bunny it's like learning that all over again and you do say you're gonna have to learn and, yeah. yeah like how, what she's like and how she sort of acts and stuff yeah for sure there is that little sort of period when you need to get used to them and they need to get used to you and 
Sometimes they call you stinky. <laughs> but you all work through it. <laughs> yeah. I have just realised that so much of the time I dream about animals because I'm primitive. And then the time I'm actually dreaming about animals, they're not animals. Yeah, they're humans. <laughs> Brain, what are you doing? <laughs> it's it's trying to be less primitive, but it's like secretly, yeah. we're still going to be dreaming about animals. <laughs> <laughs> Just all the animals. All the animals. All the animals. It's so weird, like the baby dream. I've had dreams where I've like randomly had a baby there as well. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of those fairly recently. Um, I think there was one that I had where I was in like a flat on my own and there was this baby and I was like, oh, geez, I've got a baby. What the hell am I going to do? <laughs> did I make that? But then, <laughs> did I make that? And then my older sister was there and she was like looking after it and trying to sort of teach me. And in the end, she just kind of took over and I was like, Whew! <laughs> dodged, <laughs> dodged a bullet there. <laughs> so you can you can keep it. <laughs> you seem to have a nice bond now. Maybe it's maybe it's, you keep it. <laughs> you can you, you keep it. I, I, I'm fine. I'm on, I'm fine. Honestly, I don't need it. <laughs> I'm worried I'm going to regret this. But what does what does your book say about a baby? Oh God, baby! I dread to think. Let's find out. A baby. A baby. baby. I'm going to sneeze. Do you know, Wait. sneezing is just <laughs> I'm trying. Satan talking to you through your dreams. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, baby. Baby animal? Babysitter? Baby. If a baby is born or appears in your dream, were you the proud parent? If you were, this suggests a budding talent or creative potential that's just emerging. If you give birth to two or more babies, it may symbolise groups of ideas or personal talents. On the other hand, it could suggest that you need to lavish extra care and attention on your brain child if it's to be a success. Oh. If the dream baby is premature, the message is stressed further. Yeah, it just seems to be an idea, it seems to think. I mean, more bunnies is an idea. <laughs> it's an idea exactly, I had a while yeah, ago. It's a, it's a good idea. <laughs> Just more, more bunnies, more bunnies, and it's like you need to think about this idea. Okay, I think more bunnies. I think yes, more, more bunny. Good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the other book says uh, it represents a new beginning. So it's uh, it's gonna be kind of well, it's a new beginning for for the new baby for pink. Yeah, it's like a new, new Barney. possible stage of life as well. Because it is very yeah. new. Like, I've never had a trio. I've always had pairs. So, um, mm. yeah, I think trios are very different. It's a whole yeah. learning experience. It's exciting. I can't wait to meet her. No, Just have to hope it all goes well. Well, I guess I can report back yeah. next podcast. Hopefully it yes, won't exactly. be. So I had another stress dream about the bond again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had another stress dream. There were babies everywhere. And they were all <laughs> saying horrible things about me. <laughs> I love the way I also just casually at the end was like, oh, there was a fire as well, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that? I completely missed that. There was just a fire. <laughs> was just, I just said something like, oh, I, I slept on the floor and there was a fire, but... I can't remember. (laughs) 
this being called stinky is more stressful than a fire. Yeah, <laughs> that's what stuck it's with true. me. <laughs> but I think sometimes because I don't really have a sense of smell, sometimes I do worry about being stinky because I can't I can't <laughs> smell me. So maybe maybe that is more scary. Whereas a fire, I can deal with, but I can't teach myself to smell. I mean, not like to physically. I can't. How do you differentiate the, the words? <laughs> I can't teach myself to inhale the smells. To inhale the scents. Not to, I can teach myself to be smelly, I'm sure. Yeah, pretty easily. <laughs> well, you've smell. never smelt bad when I've seen you, so you're doing well. Woohoo! Woo. <laughs> I that have a dream, sense of smell. Baby. I smell all the time. <laughs> I genuinely made myself lightheaded the other day because I was trying to smell squeak. Aww, and were you just sitting there sniffing your hamster? Yes. I was sat yeah, in I've with that. her. And I suddenly could smell menthol. And I was like, is it her? So obviously she's low to the ground because she's a hamster. And I put my head... Well, I should have just picked her up, I realise now. But I put my head down to her. And I was like really intensely sniffing. Like, can I sniff if she smells of menthol? And then because I, I think my head was upside down and I was sniffing. And suddenly I was just like, "Woo! what a rush. <laughs> I just had to take a moment like, oh... <laughs> God, I used to sit and smell my rats because, like, they used to have a lot of felt, like hammocks and stuff, in their cage. And when they got washed, the rats would smell like like washing powder. (laughs) (laughs) So I would just smell them and be like, "Mm." (laughs) "You smell good." (laughs) It turned out it was my new trousers. I ordered trousers, and they turned up smelling of they smell like menthol. (laughs) Why? And I only found out because. I then was like, oh, I should show Alex my new trousers. And I put them on and I walked into the next room. And Alex was like, now I can smell menthol. And we were like, oh, it's the trousers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why the heck did they smell like menthol? I don't know. I guess they just, I, maybe it's like, you know, the way that supermarkets put all the fresh stuff at the front of the shop because they want it to be like, yeah. this is a nice fresh shop where fresh things are. Maybe mm-hmm. they want like a positive the association for when you take your trousers out of like, oh, new trousers, fresh, woo, so that you'll keep Woo-hoo. going back. Maybe it's like, because I think smells do play a part. It's like when when they say if you're trying to sell your house to like bake bread or cookies the day of the showing mm. so that people are like, ah, oh, I like this place. I don't know why. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a croissant? <laughs> Oh, is that David Bowie? What? <laughs> Tell me what you think of gay cinema. <laughs> I might order more trousers, so I'll have to see what they smell like. Well, I'll get Alex to smell them. <laughs> Tell me what they smell like. <laughs> it must have been pretty strong if you were able to just smell them like without trying. Well, that was the thing. They were on the bed and I just randomly got like a, a, a whiff. Because mm. my smell, like I can, I do have a bit of a sense of smell, but it comes in dribs and drabs. So it was just all yeah. of a sudden like a, oh, oh, little, little mint. Little minty, minty, minty trousers. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a really posh detective name. <laughs> minty trousers. <laughs> it's my next D&D character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, should we listen to your final dream of the day? Okay. Now, I think I remember saying the words niece and nephew in this one when I recorded it. So, okay. um. We shall find out if I was stinky or not. (laughs) Okay. Okay, let's do it. So it was a very... Another... 
<laughs> Sorry. It was another very all over the place dream. Um, I was staying in this big, like, country house with all my, well, it was meant to be all my family, but, you know, it's just like a random collection. And, um, like, my mum was making this massive cake with, who was meant to be all of my nieces and nephews. And, but I think that, I think the cake was of, like, a big house itself, and it was surrounded by, like, patchwork fields, and they were, they were all working, like, super hard on it. And um, Bree was there, and he was, like, looking for this drill bit that Alex had borrowed or something. Um, but then it, like, cut to this, uh, like, undercover patrol car that was outside, because something was going on in the town, and they were, like, suspicious. And they were driving through the town, and they saw that someone was fixing, um, you know, those like, I don't really know what they are, the boxes that you get by the side of the road that are just full of wires. Um, and they looked and it was a dog fixing it. It was Eddie from Frasier, I think, was fixing it. And, um, and then they're like, okay, okay. And then they like went by our house and they looked up on the roof and they were like, someone's up there. And they looked up and it was Eddie again and Eddie was like fixing the chimney. And then he slowly like climbed in and moved the little roof hatch across. Um, and they were like, okay, okay. That's, that's a bit strange, but, but okay. And carried on going. And I think that's all I remember. Um, but yeah, odd Mm. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's just a dog dog fixing the roof. What was weird yeah. about that? <laughs> what's weird about that? <laughs> oh my gosh! So, what was the bit at the beginning? So, I, I was staying in this big like country house. Yeah, and it was like all of like mine and Alex's family were all staying together but I only have one niece and one nephew but it was like you you know those like you know like the opening scene where you see Hobbiton and there's just like kids running everywhere and big families it was Mm -hmm. it was like that it was like a big family gathering um yeah and yeah it was just they were making this like massive cake and I just remember like the patchwork fields and they were adding like all made of icing and stuff and they were adding little icing flowers and and yeah and for some reason there was like an investigation going on in the village that's why this police car was there but it was just (laughs) little Jack Russell doing jobs around the town was the only thing they saw that is amazing I would love to take a trip into your brain. (laughs) (laughs) My dreams have all been so crap this week, but yours have been amazing. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because it's like 
springtime or something maybe yeah that sounds like a very springy dream like it's it seems like it feels like an easter sort of thing like a big gathering of family and just colors and cake and everything everywhere you know yeah it's it's just, it just sounds so nice my dream i think i told you about my dream earlier today but not during the podcast my dream last night so i was at work with like all animals and stuff there were cats there and i was in charge of feeding the cats so I put their food down, but then other people were in there, like people from the public, and they also started feeding the cats. And I was like, you can't do that. So I looked at the food that they'd put down, and it was all moldy and horrible. And I was like, what the heck? You're feeding them moldy food? But then we looked, and the can that I had been using, which I opened fresh, was moldy. And I was like, oh, no, it was all my fault. I've been feeding them moldy food. Now I'm going to be in trouble. (laughs) That was my dream. Moldy cat food. Meanwhile, (laughs) I'm making a big cake and there's a dog on the roof. (laughs) It's just just so wildly different. (laughs) I wake up and I'm like, nah, I'm not going to record that. That's horrible. Oh, so your dreams. Send them over. I tried to. Maybe now you've heard them. Maybe it will encourage you. Or, yeah. oh my gosh, you know what? Because like from tomorrow night, you're going to be mm-hmm. sleeping in my house whilst I'm away. That's true. So maybe it'll be like That's the true. you know the sleeping in the temple thing. Maybe you'll have some of <gasps> my. Maybe I'll visit you in in your dreams. Oh, that would be lovely. I'll just be like, aya, <laughs> aya, croissant. Oh, I hope so. Oh, I'd love one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm so bad with stuff like that where I try and dream about a certain thing. Like, if I go to bed thinking, I want to dream about this, I want to dream about this, I just can't do it. So I think, like, if I, if I tried to do, say, lucid dreaming and train myself for that, I feel like it would take me so much effort. Yeah. Because I'm just terrible. When um, I was playing D&D in our last campaign with my usual group, um, me and a friend of mine, our characters were like father and daughter. Like we had a really cool like dynamic going on and like he would come back every now and then and be like, oh, I dreamt about our characters and they went on this cool adventure. And I'm like, I never dream about our D&D characters. I want to have <laughs> dreams about our D&D characters. And I'm going to bed, I'm like, dream about D&D, dream about D&D. No, I dream about moldy cat food. <laughs> I swear there's a whole section in the book about lucid dreaming. Maybe I can take a photo and send it to you. You can have some. That would be good. I am an idiot and I do need a guide, so send it over. (laughs) But there's a whole thing about like encouraging dreams and all of that sort of stuff. There was a bit that was Mm. quite scary about like, if you don't dream at all, it can be something to do with there being like actual physical problems in your head. I was like, oh, geez. Oh, really? so I, I, I don't know. That seems quite scary. But I guess there's a difference between not remembering your dreams and actually just not being able to dream at all. Yeah. Um, Honestly, that kind of makes sense because, I mean, I don't know if it lists like what problems, but when I was working full time at the rescue center, I was going through quite a sort of a dark time and like I just got diagnosed with depression. And I just before I sort of started any treatment, I did not dream ever. I was always so tired. I would sleep a lot and I didn't dream ever, ever, ever. And if I did, I didn't remember it. Yeah. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Like, and as soon as I left that job and I started like streaming full time and working for myself, 
my dreams came back. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's crazy. Like, I don't know. Maybe I was just like too tired or or what maybe I was sleeping too too heavily all the time yeah because I guess but, it is but like yeah I can totally see different that. phases of sleep that you're more likely to dream in I think mm. there's one bit in the book that I um <laughs> it's right at the beginning and it's like dreaming what is it to you and it says that they selected people and they ask how they define dreams and <laughs> it's made me laugh more than it should have but here's a selection of quotes from people about what dreaming is to them so it says, dreams are the movies I see when I go to bed. Then they're obviously messages, but I usually can't decipher them. Then there's dreams of my deepest thoughts surfacing under the cover of night, whether I like it or not. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> dreams are infomercials and I'm the host. <laughs> as soon as I got to that third one, I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Under cover of night. Under cover of night, my deepest thoughts, they surface. (laughs) (laughs) There's also like something I've not thought about, but there's a whole section about how dreaming is different to daydreaming because you're like still partially in control when you daydream because you're not in a full sleep, whereas you're most like... um, not vulnerable but you've obviously like shut down a lot of your systems when you're in proper sleep sort of thing so that's why Mm -hmm. your dreams can be ones that are a bit more like about deeper feelings and yeah i think your subconscious definitely takes over a bit when you're asleep yeah there is another quote i was gonna give from a book that i read recently so it was Mm -hmm. this (laughs) i don't know why this made me giggle so much but it's um northanger abbey by Jane Austen. So you can already mm-hmm. imagine what sort of quote it's going to be. Um, I'm just going to wait a moment because Alex has just snuck into the room and he wants to unplug something. So I'll let him do oh, that. Oh, Alex. <laughs> He's grabbing his guitar and scampering away. He's scampering. Go on, get! Get! <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Nothing Ravi by Jane Austen. So I'll try and read it in my most Jane Austen suitable voice. Uh, but Ooh. basically, the the beginning of the chapter is that this um, the main character is at a dance and she's met a man and they've danced together. Oh, a man! So it says they danced again, and when the assembly closed, parted on the lady's side at least with a strong inclination for continuing the acquaintance. Whether she thought of him so much while she drank her warm wine and water and prepared herself for bed as to dream of him when there cannot be ascertained, but I hope it was no more than in a slight slumber or morning doze at most. For if if it be true, as a celebrated writer has maintained, that no young lady can be justified in falling in love before the gentleman's love is declared, it must be very improper that a, a young lady should dream of a gentleman before the gentleman is first known to have dreamt of her. So basically, I need to find out if John Cena has dreamt about me yet, because otherwise, yeah, you're I'm you're very pretty improper. improper. <laughs> yeah, you've got a lot of lot of lot of people to apologise to in that I case. Did, I didn't realise how improper I was. <laughs> There's a, lo- oh a long God. list of wrestlers that I need to apologize to at this you rate. You better start writing some letters. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be doing this video, but... <laughs> but I'm guessing, like, it's... 
Northanger Abbey is a weird one because it's very different to a lot of Jane Austen books in that she sort of breaks the fourth wall a lot and she references things outside of the book a lot and there's a lot of literature that obviously would have been very big at the time that she references that I just have no idea what she's talking about. So when it says um, the bit about as a celebrated writer has maintained no young lady is justified in falling in love before the gentleman, I'm guessing that's a reference Mm -hmm. to something that was like common at the time yeah yeah. but I don't know it so she might be being quite like snippy about it or sarky maybe maybe she stuck something in one of her other books (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like the celebrated writer which was me all along but I thought it was like (laughs) I was like do you mean as in you shouldn't sit and daydream about them unless you're certain they like you? But then it says about the slight slumber or a morning doze. So I'm like, no, she must mean actual. Was it considered in that time improper to have a dream about someone you didn't think loved you? Yeah. Was it shocking? It's so wild that it even extends to dreams. Like going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, like, things that weren't proper or would get you thrown on the the bonfire as a witch like yes yeah, this is crazy like you're not even safe in dreaming it's yeah <laughs> another you wake time up and you're like I, that we wouldn't have yeah. been allowed to do this podcast yeah exactly you wake <laughs> up and tell everyone you dreamt about a wrestler suddenly you're improper like, oh, i would God. be shipped off to like the ante <laughs> in france until i was suitable to come home i'd be reinstituted or whatever the word is exactly, for polite society exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but now we can dream about them all we want yeah all we want it's just more content for the podcast that's all it is <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness have you had people say to you if you've said like oh i've not really had dreams um have you had people say to you, oh, just fake one? Because people say it to um, me and I'm like, I cannot fake the dreams. I cannot fake a dream. I think I have had a few people say that. But that just seems so, I don't know, pointless. I think it has more meaning if you come out and say, like, I didn't really dream about anything. And that's happening because of so-and-so, so-and-so, you know? I like, quite like hearing this is going to sound weird. Because <laughs> usually I don't like listening back to or watching back anything that I do but I do actually quite like hearing back my dreams because it's just such a weird part of your brain Mm -hmm. um which thinking about it now like because I've started watching Severance now and oh good so whereas Rithian had very like um clearly connected dreams when he was watching it these are the dreams I have whilst I watch it yeah But it is interesting, that part of like, obviously no spoilies, but I guess it is interesting having a part of your brain that is, I don't know, I guess like your dreamy brain takes over when you go to sleep and you can't yeah, access it's a it similar kind with of thing. your awakey brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's essentially like kind of what happens in the show as well. Like, you know, they go to work and they're basically asleep until they come back out. Like they're just not there. And so it's... It's it's so weird. It's such a good show. If anyone's not watched it, go watch Severance. <laughs> so good. Hashtag ad. Have you really. seen all of it now? Yes, I have. I can't wait for the next series. Oh my god. Oh, is it next been season. Um, confirmed to have another it one? It has been confirmed, I think, uh, as far as I know. 
It it better be because it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is it a no bit spoilers. Of a... Okay, okay. Because <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I am enjoying it. I didn't think I would. I was I put it off watching it for ages because I was like, eh, it's not really my sort of thing. But no, no, it is. Yeah, I watched it on your um, mm-hmm. recommendation. So Hell I would have yeah. just blamed you if I didn't. So um. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. <laughs> the opening as well. Do you ever skip the opening to the show or do you always watch it? For some reason, we always watch it. Yeah, because it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> like the music is so good and the animation is fantastic. And the the whole sort of opening of it, I think what the person who did it, this is now a TV podcast. So the person who, the artist who created the opening, I think they were given the score and they were given a very rough outline of the show. So they weren't like given the script or anything. Yeah. Um, and they made it entirely from that. And it's just so good. It's it's very like abstract and dreamlike in itself, the opening to the show. And I, I love it. It's so good. Do you remember when so cool. we were first coming up with the idea of what sort of podcast we wanted to do? And it was like mm-hmm. MacGyve her. And it was just anything yeah. we would talk about, but then we'd put like her or whammon or, or something in it. Whammon. We should start severance. Severance. We get on this early, whilst there's probably not enough podcasts about it. We, get, we just <laughs> do the cheeky switcheroo. That's it. We're, we're a severance podcast now, everyone. <laughs> severance. We're going to watch every episode and tell you what we think about it. The ever-evolving podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Something different every week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm. But no, I'm glad you're enjoying it, though. So good. Yeah, I, I just finished watching something. So, you know, when you're in a bit of a TV lull, so it came mm-hmm. along at a good time. Yeah, I, I'm in a bit of a lull at the moment. Now we finished that. Yeah. So I've heard good things about I Dark, think... the um, Yeah, show. Dark's another one. Um, I saw episode one of that, but uh, then we kind of dropped off, so we need to go back to it. Yeah. But I have heard good things about that. Sip said that it was a very good show. I also want to watch all of Frasier, which is probably why Eddie, the dog from <laughs> Frasier, was... Well, I was actually talking about him recently because... um. Someone in my Discord said that they saw a dog called Moose. And it's one of those weird facts that I always have at hand is that Eddie was played by a dog called Moose. And then (laughs) he was taken over by his uh, son, Enzo, who played Eddie for a while. And then they both retired together and they lived with the dog from as good as it gets. (laughs) Oh my God, that's amazing. (laughs) And this is why I can't remember my times tables because my brain is full of this. <laughs> full of facts about TV dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think this has been a very good episode. We've, even though I didn't dream about anything, you have filled the gap with your wonderful dreams. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> I'm really curious to know uh, how it's going to be for like the next episode when you've had dreams in my house and I've had dreams on holiday and how that's going to perhaps, I mean, maybe there'll be no change. Maybe it'll just be the same stuff. Yeah, maybe. But I am curious to know like if it will, Um, because I've never like kept a dream diary or anything. This is the closest I've ever come to having that sort of day by day account 
of how my brain yeah. is changed by this like what how my dreams are affected and stuff so um mm-hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm excited i'm excited to go on holiday and then sleep <laughs> <laughs> always always yeah I'm, I'm interested to see if i dream at all in your house and if i do what dreams will i have i'll be sure to record any of them even if they're bad and i'll have to filter through them and see yeah <laughs> nice Nice. Well, thank you very much, Brian. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. It has. Thank you for listening to my brain. Thank you for listening. Well, I didn't have any dreams, but thank you for talking to me. (laughs) Thank you for being my friend. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Oh, also, I was going to say to everyone listening, since your book has asked people what dreams mean to them, this week's question, everyone listening, what do dreams mean to you? Are they your darkest thoughts? erupting from your brain in the dead of night (laughs) or are they just movies that you get to watch firsthand yeah or have you been dreaming about breakfast (laughs) (laughs) what do your dreams mean to you let us know in the comments (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for for chatting and thank you for listening thank you everybody bye bye for now see you all soon bye bye for now bye bye